All right, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Lariats Win Matches. Episode four was a good one. Let's do some introductions real quick. Uh, I am not only the curtain jerker, I am also the guy who constantly bashes Nick for everything that he says. In the number two seat, we have the lover of rivers and the keeper of crickets. Introduce yourself. What's up? It's Stefan. I survived a hurricane. I was flooded in. I had rivers all around me. And, and in the number three seat, we have the man who can spot a good haircut a mile away, and also the guy who gets off watching old NWA footage. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm just going to wait for Stefan to throw up every time I go to talk, and then when I talk, <laughs> you shit on it. So let's see how this goes. I'm glad you, you both made it through the storm. <laughs> yep. We live, we live in North Carolina. We just got hit by Hurricane Florence, but we're not going to let that keep us down. Send us money. all right as always lariats win matches is available on stitcher google podcast pocket pocket cast anchor and spotify this week's episode is brought to you by suck my dick (laughs) um brought to you by hurricane florida (laughs) fucking up north carolina send us money we we are going to talk about tag teams this week um, I do have a little disclaimer. We are going to talk about a lot of tag teams. I can just go ahead and throw that out there. This is not a best of list. This is not our favorite tag teams. This is just a conversation about tag team wrestling and tag teams. We are going to miss certain tag teams. It's going to happen. We are not going to talk about Team Hell No, for instance. We're going to teams. We'll talk about them at another time, maybe. Maybe we won't. We're going to just talk about what we're going to talk about today. I do have a second disclaimer, though. The second disclaimer is, how long do you think it's going to take before Nick brings up Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard? Not going to. Not going <laughs> to. First <I> act. <laughs> All right. So, talk about is, and Nick, you can start us off with this. Um, what to you makes a good tag team? I'm going to move locations real quick. But, um, again, just to kind of cover this, I think that for me, looking at the in-ring stuff, I like to see them work together. I like to see, you know, doing moves together, doing like cutting the ring off, doing the, like, the psychological part of it um, is a big thing for me. Like stuff you see the Revival do a lot, like them um, and what they're doing, kind of that – you know, old school just mentality of quick tag in and out, isolating, using, you know, one side of the ring, keeping them in your corner, that sort of thing. All right. What about you, Stefan? <clears throat> I'd have to agree with Nick. Uh, just uh, chemistry, you know, the, I like, like what he said uh, about, you know, working the ring, you know, cutting, cutting the opposing team off, working, keeping them in their own corner, quick tags in and out, uh, combo moves, you know, just just working together and, you know, getting the job done. And, I and agree. Also, and also the pairing, them. too. It doesn't even have to be, like, pure chemistry, but just the pairing of the two people. Yeah, I agree with that, too. That's something that I wanted to talk about. I mean, I knew – I knew the answers were going to be around, you know, the teamwork and the, the, um, 
like cutting off the ring and stuff like that. So it's definitely a chemistry thing, but also there is the fact um, it all depends on who it is. There's the right. who, who who they get paired against, you know, uh, or with. I mean, um, and I mean, geez, even if you think about it, it could be who they get paired against. Um, there's a lot of good tag teams out there that will have good matches against other good tag teams. And then there's a lot of tag teams. If you put them against somebody shitty, they're going to have shitty tag team matches. So it's all about your dancing partner, both like on your team and on the other side of the, of the ring. So cool. Um, And this is kind of the only thing I wanted to talk about as far as um, like the current product, I guess, uh, to start it off with. And we talk about this guy all the time and we're just going to bring him up one more time. But I guess the rumor is, Vince McMahon hates tag teams. Um, why? Why? Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think he doesn't push tag team wrestling? I don't care who answers. I have no idea. I don't understand it. He's always shit on the tag team division. Uh, I mean, during the Attitude Era, it was better uh, for a little bit, but... As far as tag team wrestling in WWE, it's like it's always just something on the back burner, and it feels like it's always just something that he can throw people together just to get you know TV time out of them versus uh-huh. like actually pushing a, a division where it should be pushed as like a legitimate division and something that is like a main draw, not just a sideshow, <laughs> right. Do you think he sees it more as instead of having two guys on a team, he looks at more single stars? Like, oh, I can make him and I can make him. And, right. You know, and I think that that's my kind of theory is he looks at it like, oh, I have wrestler A and wrestler B. Wrestler A is obviously more talented than wrestler B. Maybe I can make something out of both of them. And, you know, maybe that's what we got with somebody like the Hardy Boys or – um, you know, Edge and Christian even, you know, like those were both prominent tag teams and then he broke them up and made them single stars. So I think that's my kind of he looks at it more as a single stars world than a tag team. Right. And I think just to bounce off of that, I think he at minimum could see a tag team as being a launching pad for a single star because right. exactly what you said with some of those guys I mean, Edge, for example, was one of the you know most prominent champions they had in a very long time. Uh huh. And I, I think that's a good point. So. Yeah, well, I mean, knows? you could even say who's the old? same for the Hardy Boys too. I mean, they did the same thing. They dropped Matt, put him back down on the mid card, pushed Jeff to the fucking world title picture. For whatever. I feel reason. like they've been. I feel like they've been up and down and up and down, and we'll talk about the Hardy Boys in a second. Uh, because I do have, like, a list of wrestlers maybe we go over. Um, the, another thing, and we're, I guess we were kind of just talking about it, tag teams that broke up and got title runs, um, or, like, singles runs, we'll say, um, that actually meant something, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and say the, the obvious one is Shawn Michaels. He came in with Marty Jannetty and the Rockers. He threw Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window and then became the best wrestler of all time. So Sorry, like that's, Marty. that's the obvious, obvious one. Um, another one that kind of came to mind for me is 
I have two here. Um, Bret Hart. He came in with Jim the Anvil Nightheart. They were the Hart Foundation. He left Nightheart, became, you know, the Bret Hart. And then the other one that I have is JBL. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, on really the, he's in the Acolytes. You know, people knew who he was. You know, he's Bradshaw. Oh, my God. You know, he's a part of the APA, whatever. And then he leaves, and then he becomes a millionaire and comes out to, you know. Ding, 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 ding. Moo. So, is there anybody you guys can think of or anybody that kind of sticks out in that regard as people who, tag teams who broke up that actually got singles runs that were actually worth a shit? I guess I should should say that. Like, people who actually made a difference. Nick? Um, Stefan? I don't care. I I was just, you know, just off the top of my head, Harlem Heat, Booker T. Fuck yeah. Good answer. Like, what happened to Stevie Ray? Is he alive? Who cares? Is he alive? He has so a podcast. Stevie Ray is alive. No, Stevie Ray is alive. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stevie I mean, Ray, that, alive. Alive. Uh, I mean, he. I mean, they were a prominent tag team, and then when they they split. I mean, then Booker T went to WWE, or did he come over in the WCW fold? Like when that whole buyout happened, I can't remember. He came but, over in the buyout. Yeah. But either way, they were a tag team. They were a prominent tag team throughout WCW's pretty much whole run. And then mm-hmm. Booker T became a single star and became a world multi time world champion, had a huge run, King of the Ring, King Booker. Right. I mean, he, he did a lot. I mean, he was a he was one of their big stars for a long time. Anybody else you can think of off the top of your head? Mm, I got I'll let one. Nick go and then I can think about it. All right, Nick, do one. I think you have to help me out with this. I mean, my first thought Arn would be Anderson. No, it's not the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, <laughs> dickhead. So, one thing I thought of, and we come back to this, is somebody who started out in one tag team and it didn't work, and they went on to a different tag team and it blew up. JBL, okay. for example. Um, yeah. How about Sting? Started out with the Ultimate Warrior, Blade Runners. Blade Runners. That's right. What? He was a tag team with somebody else, too, before he was tag team with Luger, too, wasn't he? The Ultimate Warrior. No, there was somebody else, wasn't there? Um, not off the top of my head. I'm not. That doesn't mean there wasn't, but... Yeah, I can't think of it. my head, yeah. But wasn't... Even Stone Cold was a tag team wrestler. Yeah, Brian Brian what the fuck happened to him? Brian Pillman was his tag team partner. Dead. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have another one, um, and I don't—I I don't even like saying this one, but uh, the Steiner brothers—they broke up. Scott yeah. Steiner went to the moon, um, and Rick, who I loved growing up, I was a huge Rick Steiner fan. The dog face gremlin, dude. I loved—I loved the Steiner brothers. I loved Rick Rick Steiner. Like I was all about some Steiner brothers, and then when they broke up, I was heartbroken heart broken thanks nwo and then fucking big daddy pump and you know the big bad booty daddy holler if you hear me like oh god i fucking hate all of that but i mean another one that kind of came to mind steiner brothers scott steiner taking it and running with it mm. 
And I mean, if you think about it, we kind of covered it right, you know, a couple seconds ago. We said Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. Like they both, they both went off and did something that was actually worth a shit. And another one that kind of falls into that line is the Shield. They come in as a trio. They all are main eventers right now, you know. So tag teams are definitely a launching point for not only singles wrestlers careers but you know not only one of the single wrestlers but you know potentially two of them not not usually well i mean it's the same thing in the current the current situation uh drew mcintyre and dolph ziggler like mcintyre is about to go to the fucking moon yeah and ziggler is going to get left into the mid card status yet again as as he do but mcintyre is about to be like WWE champion in For sure. six months. Whoa, bold prediction. And you can follow that back to 3MB, baby. Come on. Come on. Did we no, have to? We're not going there. No, no. We're not going to Jinder Mahal. And this, 11 this is minutes first... in, and it starts. Here it it's, ba- it's fashion time. <laughs> uh, you brought up Jinder Mahal, okay? So you, you went there. You, you asked. You brought it up on yourself this time. All right, does anybody have any more tag teams where one person kind of rose against the other? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, you mentioned Team Hell No earlier, but that's kind of... Right, I'm thinking more of like they were actually ta- like a tag team. So, okay, here's a here's an They example. were tag champs. No, I know, but I'm saying like they were single stars before. Right, you know, right. All right, so so here's, here's an example. Listening to some podcasts I've heard... Um, there was a big push for Hawk from the Legion of Doom Legion in the Doom. 80s to go off and be a single star, and he never did. And if, can you, I mean, if he did, he would have been the shit. And Animal would have been left in the wind, and nobody would know about Animal right now. I, and, and that's the truth. Like, in my opinion, that's the God's honest truth. Are they both dead? No. Animal is still alive. So, just as an example, like, they were a tag team first before they were ever, you know, they, they actually never had a singles run. All right, so the next thing I'm thinking about going over is single stars who are put together as a tag team. The first one that came to my mind, and I have a few actually in mind, um, the New Age Outlaws. You have Billy Gunn, you have the Road Dog. They're single stars. They're actually not stars by any means. They are shitty undercard wrestlers that can work they're good hands put them together they become one of the best tag teams of all time um another one i thought of kind of uh more mid 2000 is edge and randy orton rated rko they weren't a tag team for long but i mean to me they stand out as two singles wrestlers who formed a tag team that made some sort of impact um, and then the last one I have, um, Rock, Rock and Mankind. Rock and Stock Connection. Rock yeah. and Stock Connection. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, single uh, stars that become actual tag teams that are worth a damn. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You guys, can you guys think of anybody who's done that? <laughs> you name all of them and then, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, there's a lot more. No, there. Were, I just had one on the top of my head, and it, it left me. I mean, I'm thinking. Well, we just said Team Hell No, 
Obviously, they were both single stars, but then there were, oh, fucking Seamus and Cesaro. Right, like, right. I mean, that's that's a current one, but, I mean, that's, I mean, you could even look at it as even Sting and Luger. I mean, they were both True. single stars before they got put together. Uh, fucking Hall and Nash. I mean, they were, like, they were both huge single stars, and yep. then they formed a tag team. Uh, All right, so... Going back to who did you just say? You said Team Hell No, The Outsiders. Who was your second one? Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Do you think looking back at – all right, let's look at The Outsiders first. Do you think looking back at them, they'll be remembered more as The Outsiders or or Hall and separately Nash? The Outsiders. Me too. Yeah. What about Team Hell No? I don't think so. No. I think they'll be remembered as – Kane and Brian Danielson, not Team Hell Now. Here's one He's for you. He's a fucking mayor now. <laughs> hey, here's one for you talking about established stars that came together. Brothers of Destruction. Talking yep. About Good one. Yeah. I feel like Kane is definitely on this list way too much. Like him and Mankind, Kane and Big Show, Kane and Undertaker, Kane and X. Was it? Was it Kane and wasn't Kane tag team champions with like Hurricane at one time? Yeah, they were called Hurricane. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Kane. Kane, the ultimate tag team. Fucking put place place. You know, said name here with Kane, and you're going to be tag team champions. You can do the same thing with um, Big Show. Big, Big Show, show yeah. and Undertaker. Big Show. Big Show and the Miz. Big Show and Jericho. Jericho. It's the big slow. I definitely started to send you guys a meme of Hurricane Helms last week, but I I, I decided against it. Wasn't wasn't Big Show and like Rey Mysterio a tag team champion? Were they ever a tag team? I don't know. I wouldn't. I they probably tagged together. I don't know if they were ever like a full on tag team like that. Yeah. Um, another one that kind of comes to mind, and this was a big one in the two, I guess, early 2000s, was the two-man power trip, uh, Stone Cold and Triple H. So, I don't remember that one. Yeah, you probably weren't watching it then, honestly. It didn't last very long, did it? No, because Triple H tore his quad the first time. Mm. What day? Well, damn. Um... All right, next thing to kind of go over. Uh, tag teams, you saw a promise in that didn't go anywhere. Um, maybe, maybe even you saw promise in one of the members, and they just never did anything. The first one that comes to mind for me is Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. I liked them as a tag team. A lot of people think that... Um, uh, Lance Cade had the future. Lance Cade, dead. Um, dead. <laughs> um, and he didn't. He obviously failed at that and then died. But I always liked Trevor Murdoch as like a big, badass redneck who could really fuck people up, you know? Um, is there anybody that comes to mind when you talk about that? Like tag teams that you saw promise in that never got to where they wanted to or one member of said tag team that never got to where you thought they could have? It's, I'm laying them in there, boys. Yeah, we start. We need a a heads up. Nope. On these, uh, this Straight itinerary. off the top of your head. I'm gonna go off the top and say 
just for me, I think Carl Anderson right now, for me, I feel like could be doing tons more as a single. Yeah. I agree completely. You know my thoughts on Carl Anderson. I think he's very underrated. Yeah, we, we've mentioned that before. I think just, but just off the top, that, that one kind of stings clearest to me. Um, Do you think that Luke Gallows doesn't have a future? Man, no. I'm not saying, not saying no isn't. I'm not saying that, but I don't know. I mean, he's been around so long. He's he was in the WWE when he was what 18. I mean, he was the fake Kane. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think that they uh, they struggle with giving those big guys stuff to do sometimes. And I think he's gonna kind of you're seeing that but they're not using them anyway i mean are they even on were they smackdown now i don't know still i have no No, idea i think they're on raw because they split up the they split up the club again well didn't they i don't know i could there's your your proof (laughs) we don't know where they are (laughs) well i would i would say that uh like rowan and harper like they're a pretty good tag team but like i think Harper has has so much more potential as a really single star. Like he is a great worker. Like even then that little singles run that they even had him in, like the first time Rowan got hurt, like he's he puts on great matches, but it's like what the fuck are they doing with him? Like they they get tired, they just end his singles pushing that because Rowan fucking came back healthy again. They couldn't figure out what to do with him, so they're like, oh whatever. We'll just put you two back together as a tag team because we can't but do this anything. But we'll Rowan call you the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> fucking knows. I agree with that. I, I, you know what I thought about today? Actually, it's it's weird that you brought up the Bludgeon Brothers uh, and and Luke Harper. Um, I saw a picture of him online and said to myself, "What would happen if he just shaved his head, shaved his beard, shaved his head, and came out and he was just a different person?" <laughs> He nobody would ever do it. Nope. Come out wearing like some tights. He, no, dude, nobody would ever bat an eye at it. Nope. That's just crazy to me. I agree with you. I, I that's a very good answer. Um, I'm trying to think of other. So I always liked Paul London and Brian Kendrick back in the day. Now they fucked themselves. So I don't want to waste any time on talking about them. But like. Brian Kendrick now has had a very big resurgence on 205 Live, and he did really good in the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, but those were two guys I always had a lot of promise in. And I thought, I thought for the longest time that Paul London could have been, you know, the next – I don't want to say Shawn Michaels, but maybe, maybe Jeff Hardy-ish. Um, he did really good when he was in ROH before he got signed with – WWE, so that's kind of who I was thinking about when talking about wrestlers who, you know, could have had that, could have used the tag team as a launching point. Is there anybody else you guys can think of? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I had to answer a text. I'm sorry, man. Um, you're texting. Sorry. So. I just thought about world's greatest tag team as you were mentioning that. Ooh, it, I, I was I was just about to say that. Those are both. That's good. Good job, guys. Um, we look like we know what we're doing. 
You're welcome. <laughs> I think to me, I mean, I know Benjamin had a run as IC champ, I think. Um, I never felt like he got to where he could have gone to me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was kind of like a Kofi Kingston-esque thing before that was a thing. Um, but yeah. Charlie Haas, man, I've, I always liked his work. And I felt like he he could have been good, but it was like when they broke up, I don't remember much of that. Granted, that's been, what, 10, 12 years ago. If not longer. God, it might be longer. <laughs> Probably. But, but the stuff, when they the team, was it Team Kurt Angle or whatever, when they came out as the world's greatest tag yeah. team? Good team stuff. Angle. Yeah. yeah, very good stuff. That's a good answer. I like that. Who did get warmed up? Who man? did you, who up. did you see more promising, Stefan Shelton or Haas? Benjamin, yeah, yeah, that's an uh-huh. obvious answer. Yeah, I mean, I like Charlie Haas though, but I mean, I, it it just seemed like Charlie Haas was always the number or two. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. yeah, like Haas was the number two to Benjamin. And just a side note to this, I believe that Shelton Benjamin took the best sweet chin music that's ever happened on an episode of Raw. Absolutely. Where he springboards off the top rope and then dies. (laughs) (laughs) His face died. Not him. So I thought about this too, and and I guess I'll go into both of these. So you know how they're doing all all these tournaments? You know, you got the Cruiserweight Classic a couple years ago. You have the May Young Classic. You have the United Kingdom Tournament. Um, do you think it would be cool if they brought in some unknown tag teams and did a, a tag team tournament of some sorts? I think they could. They definitely could. I think they it could would... do that with the current roster they have. I know. See, yeah, they really. See, could. I thought about that, and then you know what came up next? It's the Dusty Rose, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic in NXT. They've done it three years in a row now. So, I mean, they yeah, kind of is, are doing it. <laughs> but they're only using, you know, using, like, NXT people and unknown people in that. Like, if they if they incorporated it into, like, a company-wide thing, it could yeah. it would get more attention, I think. Because okay. more people would be, you know, tempted to watch it if they had bigger names in it. But, I mean, put, put the smaller guys over the bigger names, and then you have, like, more interest in the new and upcoming people. Right. Look at you making sense. Like the established stars. Right. Right. I, I mean, you think about it, and it's like, you know, even mix up the NXT and WWE, and maybe throw an indie tag team in there. Throw the Young Bucks in there. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even like, what's that? What's that one tag team in NXT that was in the tournament? Like TNM thirty one or TM thirty one or whatever. TM61, and now they're called The Mighty. Well, that's just stupid. Yeah. But, uh, huh. I mean, they were a pretty – they were a good tag – I mean, they're a good tag team. Like, they made it, they I made enjoyed it to the, the matches finals. that I've watched. Yeah. They made it to the finals of the Dusty Road Classic the second year, and they lost to the AOP. I actually <laughs> watched one of their matches as The Mighty um, yesterday. Cool. From NXT, so I don't know who they were before that, but um, it was against my uh, new favorite tag team. No, don't say it. It's you two. What are you talking about? 
It's the Street Profits. Oh, gosh. Who? I saw that, and I was like, crime time? Is it crime time? Dude, I don't get it. So, listen. So, the Street Profits is a tag team in NXT, and they have been for, like, four years, right? I don't get them. One guy has a cup. Like, that's his gimmick. He has a cup that he drinks out of. I don't get it. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why. Sue me. Maybe one day it'll make sense to me. Today, it does not. I'm all about heavy machinery. You are. Um, you are. They're, they're good, man. That big fat guy, he, he can move. They are. They have really turned into a comedy act, which really upsets me. That's sad. That big fat guy can really move. He can, he man. He watch any of his matches. <laughs> that dude's agile. Um. All right. Do you guys see a future in women's tag team wrestling? Funny, you should ask that. Is it? I was running this by um, my wife earlier, and she actually spouted off several really good things with this. Um, with tag teams, and she brought up some of the women's division. Uh huh. And she was like, "Yeah, you know, just she's like, you may not talk about it, but if you do, here's some points. I'm not going to mention them, but <laughs> <laughs> way to bury your wife, <laughs> killing the town. No, um, I think that the quick answer to that, just going off. Of, to me was the best thing she brought up is because she said you need to mention like some of the celebrity tag teams that have been and I'm like eh, I could see that possibly it's an hour um, but what they're doing with Bree and uh, Brian and Ms. Maurice and she made a very good point to this is look both of them have spinoff shows now and as long as that rivalry has been going on and to see you know now you talk about two stars that have come together in tag teams that kind of, you know, it's unprecedented. They're tagging with their wives, and they both have network shows now. Nick I don't know how much tunnel. that says for – He always is. I don't know how much it says for wrestling, but as for entertainment, they you know, I'm in my garage. What do you want from me? So are, are, you, are you going down the mixed tag team – Road here, or are we talking about just women's tag team? Because she just you're women, in the, you're that's in the... one of the things she mentioned was talking about that and what the Brie, uh, what the Brie, what the Bellas did for women's wrestling, which I was kind of like, ah. all right. So, women's tag team <clears throat> wrestling, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it would, it would give them something else to have in that division, if they're trying to push the division as hard as they're trying to push it, and now they're having an all-women's pay-per-view and everything, like, it would give them something else to to fight for, I guess you could say. Like, I mean, I mean, what is it? It's just the two women's championships, and that's, that's it. When you look at the men's roster, I mean, you got intercontinental, U.S. title, tag team titles, world titles, cruiserweight right, title. Right, I think that was my point, though. Is that they're look? They rather have them have their own show on the USA Network or whatever than give them actual wrestling stuff to do. 
I I don't see a future in. I mean, I don't see a future in it, but I'm just saying. Like that I see, it, I see them. Are they going I see them doing it, but I don't. Oh yeah, see they're definitely going to do it. Working, unfortunately. No. But I, I mean, the tag team doesn't work in the the fucking main roster on the male side. Right. So like, why is it going to work in a division that they're just now like really trying to promote and push? And I hate to say this, but like. There's not a lot of women's matches that blow me away. Like, that's just the sad truth. Like, I, I hate that that is the truth, but it is to me. You know, I can, ha- I can point out, you know, maybe five matches that are women's matches that I'm like, oh, damn, that, that was actually really good. And they just started to master that, you know? Like, imagine yeah. putting them in a tag team where there's four people and, like, there's... There's not a lot of women's tag teams out there right now. So to have a division and have them doing those matches on a regular basis, just, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me yet. Maybe eventually, you know, but just like in the next year or two, I I don't know. I don't know if I see a future in it. I don't think it's going to like take off by any means, but they're definitely going to do it. Like they're going to try. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just so it's it's so pathetic on WWE's part for not being able to run a tag division when you look at fucking New Japan they have what fucking four different sets of tag team titles and their tag team matches are fucking phenomenal like you got the the junior heavyweight tag team championships the heavyweight tag team championships the six man tag team championships the it, uh, I mean, they have six. They have a six-man tag team championship yep. title in New Japan, where they can run it on a roster that's half of right. WWE size, and they can make it work and make it good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what just blows my mind is WWE has so much talent, and they can't even put together a functional, watchable tag division when New Japan does it fucking flawlessly. <laughs> I think that goes back just to chime in on this because I thought about this today when I because I went back and listened to episode four last night. I think what you're saying now, I think what it comes down to is that we're not their target demographic anymore. Um, and I think that's why we look at New Japan and it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you can have a six man tag and it's fun and it's competitive, but they can't even do. Like, what's what, worth watching is a tag match on Raw or SmackDown. It's the same people and the same thing we talked about last episode. But I think that's a big issue is that they're not targeting us anymore. That makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect no, yeah. sense. Cause, yeah. Cause and I think when, that's kind of why, like, that goes back to, like, that frustration with the tag division, especially because tag wrestling is fun if done right. But... Well, it's because when your main demographic is kids that are, you know, fucking, what, six to ten years old, like, they don't fucking remember that shit. <laughs> like, they don't they don't know who the fuck the tag team champs are. They don't care. Like, they they care about the individuals. Like, they don't, they don't, it doesn't matter. Well, they like, should they care, would, damn it. Forget. Well, they're going to forget. Yeah, they're going to They're going to forget who the damn tag team who a tag team was, you know, fucking 24 hours later after 
This is they why they need you and Byron behind them when they go to live events and shitting on their dreams <laughs> like you do mine on the podcast <laughs> to bring them back to reality and make them pay attention. Yeah. Okay. I have shit <laughs> on little kids' dreams every time we've gone to events. <laughs> I tell it's little kids. I I tell those little kids what's up. I tell them how it really runs. Because I'm hammered drunk and I have no filter and I do not care. Yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> All right. So next thing, um, just and this isn't a best of, this is just uh, kind of off the top of your head, tag team matches that stand out to you. Just, you know, if if we're going to sit here and talk about tag team matches, we might as well make a small list of people who or uh, make a small list for people who, you know, want to see us back up what we're saying. Um, so tag team matches that stand out to you. And I'm going to go ahead and put these three out of the way. You can't do the TLC matches. Okay? <laughs> you just can't. They're like, obviously no fucking shit. Okay. So TLC matches, no shit. Um, tag team match that stands out to me. It's a uh, two match series along with pretty much any other matches they've had. Um, DIY versus the revival. I mean, that is to me in the past, fuck man, 10 years. Those are probably the best tag team matches I've ever seen. So Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa versus Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. You got them at Brooklyn. And I mean, dude, Gargano and Ciampa were on indie shows the weekend before. You know, so they came out into Brooklyn as, you know, people that weren't known to the NXT um, crowd as much as, you know, the revival was. Um, Sure, they had a following and whatnot. And obviously Brooklyn town is a little bit more smarter than other towns. But they came out and tore the fucking house down like that matches why they have what they have now. Yeah. and then they went on to Toronto, I think, maybe three months later and actually won the tag team titles in a two out of three falls match. And that's when I fell in love with the Revival. Like, that, they, they are by far one of the, if not the best tag team in the world right now. And it's because what we were talking about earlier, when you're a tag team, you need to have that chemistry. You need to do things like um, cut off the ring, like, Scott Dawson in that match in Toronto was cutting off the ring. He cut it in half. And if, you know, say Gargano got loose, uh, Dawson did everything that he possibly could to get between him and Ciampa. It was just so fucking good. So cool. Is that the match where he went under the ring and pulled him off the apron? I was just about to say that. I think. I don't think it was. No, I think that was in Brooklyn. I think it was, but I'm not sure. We'll have to, we'll have to watch him and go back. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good call on that though, because I was just—that's the first thing I thought of with that. Because as soon as he did that, it was like, okay, these dudes are on a different level. They really are. So, uh, any other match? Any matches you guys can think of off the top of your head? Tag team match. I would say the, I'd say the current little run that they're having between uh, Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain. Fuck yeah, dude! Hell yeah. Those. Those tag matches, uh, I, I still haven't watched the UK one, but I I saw the highlights of it, and it looked fucking great. And then the one that they had, uh, like, 
right after that, the second one that they had. I watched the second one, and that one was fucking phenomenal too. Yeah, that was at Brooklyn this year, right? Yeah. 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 I just watched that uh, yesterday. So, wait, let's, let's say who they are. So, it's Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, right? Yep. All right, so, yeah, that's a good call. I mean, dude, they they kill it. You know, the first thing I thought of when I saw them was, damn, I really like the bald villains. What happened with them? Oh, the little one went crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. He, I know he that. I'm saying, like, the gimmick. Dead. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Not dead. <laughs> Alive. Uh, Nick, can you think of any tag team matches? Like, you know, you can finally say it, you know, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. <laughs> Um, no, but I will say that if you're going to bring them up and bring them up, you can either call it the Minnesota Wrecking Crew or the Brain Busters, Brain Busters. depending on which federation they're in. But um, Stefan kind of took it. The only thing I could think of was, would be that. But, I mean, you've got the Usos, which that is what it is. I think they've been doing great matches for a while now with this new, like, day one-ish when they kind of got a little bit of attitude on them. Um, it's definitely easier to watch them because they've been around for so long. We're not, ta- we're not talking I'm, about single tag teams. We're talking about matches. I'm trying. To, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. No. You know, I mean, they had so. good matches against the New Day. I mean, their, yeah. their rivalry was good. Um, even when you were a kid. So, like, a couple that I thought of, too. Um, Benoit and Y2J versus Stone Cold and Triple H on Raw. That's the best match that's ever been on a Monday Night Raw, ever. You said it was Voldemort and who? (laughs) (laughs) You don't pronounce the T, Nick. It's Voldemort. (laughs) Voldemort. 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 (laughs) Shh. Don't say his name. Um, Another one that sticks out to me, this is probably my favorite tag team match. um, title match is he who shall not be spoken and Kurt Angle versus Edge and Rey Mysterio back in 2002. Those matches go out of your way to watch those. They're fucking awesome. Um, hmm. This is one. It's not even a good match. Actually, it's pretty terrible. It was Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kane and Mankind. I believe it was at a fully loaded pay-per-view. It was right before the SummerSlam where Taker and Kane, I'm sorry, Taker and Stone Cold fought for the um, world title in Madison Square Garden. So it was like 98, I want to say. I don't know why that match sticks out to me, but it's like it it was taking two stars like Taker and Stone Cold and making them tag team champions, even though they hate each other, even though you know they're having a match against each other for the title soon. So... Just just memorable matches that stand out like that. You guys got nothing, huh? We were doing so good. We were professionals uh, for about five minutes. This is the thing you got to give us a heads up on, man, if you want. You said no heads up. I mean, I can't remember. Like, <clears throat> I mean, New Age Outlaws versus Luger and Sting back in the day. There you go. Yeah, that was, that was, that was good. You know, Steiner Brothers versus Harlem Heat, the 
Steiner Brothers versus the Outsiders. Um, the Harlem Heat versus anybody in WCW. If you want to talk about it, you can talk about TLCs, but you know, like obviously, no shit. I mean, who was the New Age Outlaws' big, big rivalry whenever they were tag champs? I mean, shit, they, the they nation? fought like uh, the Cactus, nation. Cactus Jack, and yeah. Chainsaw Terry Charlie. Funk. Terry Funk. <laughs> his name's Chainsaw <laughs> Charlie. Damn it! Where's a stocking on his head? <laughs> <laughs> Got chainsaw. Came out of a box. <laughs> Remember when New Age Outlaws pushed the pushed them off in the, the dumpster stage on the dumpster? Yeah, I do remember that. And they acted like Terry Funk died because he probably did. Because he probably bit. did. Terry Funk alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we just go into the last thing, and it's just you know I have I have a small list of of tag teams, and I don't really know what I'm expecting here, but just like. Just maybe we do this. Maybe we just we'll all just say a tag team that's like memorable to us. So, um, can I add this in here real quick? Yeah, because I know we're talking about to ra- Go round this up. What's one tag team that you that's out there right now, whether it be NXT, Raw, or SmackDown, or Independence, or whatever, that you want to see do big things? Because I know I have one that if. I think everybody would agree with, but I'm just curious to see what you guys think on that. Is it the Revival? No. Is it the Young Bucks? No. Okay, who is it? Tell us. So excited. It's the War Raiders. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Oh, well, they're going to do big things. Because you told them, you told us last week that they needed to get their release, Stefan. <laughs> because. <laughs> I, I mean, I think. Things, you just don't trust the machine to do it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't trust WWE to to do the right thing with them. They can, they would do way better, like in New Japan where they were. Because look but, at what the revival did when they left NXT. They, I mean, exactly. On, they're the fucking. They're one of the best tag teams that have fucking came through the doors of that fucking company in fucking fifteen years, and they fucking Uh-oh, fucking, fucking, fucking they fucking. suck. <laughs> like they suck because of WWE's. Stupid ass ideas. Byron, anytime Stefan hits like four or five fucks in a row, I always think he's gonna go back to like yelling at Michael Cole. <laughs> Fuck you, Michael Cole. <laughs> Fuck you. Um I guess my answer to this what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Water bottle. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um my answer to this it is... It was Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era, but mine's a little convoluted, though, because I want it to be Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and I want them, dope, I want them both to do things um, singles-wise. I think Kyle O'Reilly has a strong future as a singles wrestler, and I think that... Kyle O'Reilly could potentially, or I'm sorry, uh, Bobby Fish could potentially be one of those people who bounces around from tag team to tag team. Um, so say Kyle O'Reilly gets a push and becomes a single star, then maybe Bobby Fish goes on to wrestle with Roderick Strong as a tag team and continue Undisputed Era. So I think I think I have the most hope for those those guys right now, and I think they're going to fucking – like they are the future of NXT in my opinion right now. That whole 
the whole Undisputed Era, um, you know, group. So, Stefan, you got an answer? Or are you going to stick Four. with Four. For Knicks, are you going to go with War Raiders? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to say I, the revival. Like, I really want them to do. So uh, I just wish I just wish I want they it to work so bad. But, yeah, I do. I really do because they're great and they're one of the best things that WWE has in a tag division. And they just, I don't, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. So thank you. Also, I want to see good things for fucking Casey McKnight because we went to school with him. So right. So one of the things I was thinking about while thinking about tag teams a lot since I brought this up to you guys was um, was the Revival and you know what I think is really cool about the Revival is they've stayed a tag team like they've hit so many roadblocks where they could have been like Scott Dawson could have been like alright dude like I'm gonna go try a singles run or Dash Wilder could have been like hey man I'm gonna go join Undisputed Era and you know team up with them but they haven't like they've stayed a tag team they know they know they're good. So I think that's really cool of them that they're not like shitting on each other or, you know, turning their backs on each other. They, they stay true to each other and like they fucking know they're legit. So maybe if they keep that up, maybe that would be really good for them and their future, you know, or Scott Dawson's going to throw Dash Wilder into a river and Stefan's going to pop like a, like a little kid. <laughs> I think the reason why that they they have stuck together is because they know, yeah, they know how much better they are and how how much they could do. I agree. As a tag team versus that's exactly what I'm saying. I agree. As singles Absolutely. pushes. Fuck yeah. Um. All right. So just kind of, you know, tag teams, tag teams that stand out to you, people, tag teams that have made an impression on you, whether it was current roster, former people, you know, growing up kids. Like, I used to go crazy when the Legion of Doom would come out. And looking back on it, like, when I started watching Legion of Doom and they were in the WWF, like, they were they were past their prime. Like, they were not doing good. They were, like, <laughs> Hawk was already on his downward spiral. But every time they came out, like, the what a rush, like, that was fucking awesome how many times did you sprain your throat trying to do that oh dude i I just did it (laughs) yeah so i mean legion of doom is probably probably one of the best tag teams ever i mean they have to be in that conversation for sure who's the tag team that stands out to you Stefan? just like one of the best like one of the ones that like every time you see them you're like fuck yeah I, I, I loved Edge and Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were good. The fucking, what was it? The 10-second the pose. Yep. Uh, the flash photography. The kazoos. The, everything that they did. I mean, even when they were just like, you know. I mean, even going back to when, what was it? The, the Brood? Yeah. With Gangrel. Like, they were crazy then. Like, they're coming up through the Ring of Fire and everything. and Like, weird just they were just fucking weird back then and then they turned into you know E and C and then they had their like serious phase and then they had the 
comedic phase and the like, stuff they did with everything Foley that they did really was just too. when he was the uh, commissioner. Yeah. They yep. were Twilight before Twilight was cool. Hello. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> they were vampires. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick, who's a tag team that stands out to you? Oh, um, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum Pia. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna go with the Tataka and whoever his part tag partner was. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Actually, no, I take the Dudleys back. Um, the Dudleys, obviously, but I'm gonna go with Harlem Heat, man. Um, they were my favorite tag team as a kid growing up. And then when Booker T came over after uh, the buyout and everything was that, and then went on to have his career, I was just a huge fan of Harlem heat. Cause they were what? Like nine time champions or whatever. WWE. I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, they were up there. Um, when they had sensational Sherry with them. I mean, come on. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, Nick. Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you. <laughs> no, don't do it. Nope. <laughs> don't do it. You're white. <laughs> um, all right, another one that sticks out to me. Um, I brought them up earlier, the Steiner brothers. Like when they yeah, were, they were when they were up. the Steiner brothers, they were <laughs> so you know coming out, coming out in the in the. Michigan, Michigan Letterman's, you know, the Michigan like Letterman's, yeah, yeah, that was cool stuff. And seeing, like, I don't know why, but just the visual of Rick Steiner with the wrestling headgear on was just always so cool to me. Mm-hmm. It was so different, and how he would and go under Scott's legs and stuff. And- yeah, man, like that was that was cool. So, and they just fucked people up. Like they didn't care. They just suplexed people. Like, just oh, you want to go that way? Too bad you're going this way. Like they just mm-hmm. drew people around. What was the um, finisher they had? The clothesline off of the. the... Nope. It was. They put the electric on. chair. No, they put. Oh, no. Uh oh. Hey, hey, we're back. I can hear. I can hear one of you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I don't hear Byron. Oh, God. <clears throat> I lost the host. We're so close to being done with this. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. I, oh, there I, he is. Hey, I have, he kicked out it too. I had a phone call. Sorry. <laughs> 2.5! Sorry, I had a phone call. All right, so. Excuse me, Brothers, I'm the best podcast in the world. I'll call you back. So they put, they put the opponent on Scott's shoulders, and then Rick would. Did the bulldog. Bulldog him, yep. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, you got another one that sticks out? Uh, I mean, as a kid growing up, obviously, Sting and Luger. Yeah. New but... Jack and Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Saturn and John Cronus. What was their name? The Eliminators. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, man. I was just trying to think of that. Cool. Good talk. That was fun. Sorry, Stephanie. Go ahead, buddy. No, I was. I mean, it, Sting and Luger. That was that was pretty much the end of it, right there. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, they had a good feud with Harlem Heat and stuff, but I mean, I mean, whatever. Luger and face paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's Luger. It's, uh, Luger's. I mean, like as a kid, yeah, it was great. But like looking back at it now, it's like uh, Luger. Yeah. But Nicholas, I mean, you, you're blinded by your childhood. You are. Like, <laughs> forearms and clotheslines are cool for so long. Hey, Larry, it's one matches. Oh, um, true, I forgot. <laughs> and I'm gonna go one more on you as to go into that is gonna be the APA. I was gonna say APA. They were they were good. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, you talk having about their, this... having their poker games in the back in the back room segments. <laughs> <laughs> they were hitmen. They tie, didn't they tie people to like the cross with the Undertaker? Like, well, that's when they were the acolytes, not the APA. Well, I'm saying though, that, there's like, a difference. Out of that, they had to, they had to be playing poker and, and drinking beer and stuff because they like sacrificed people on TV. Um, but no, those just like kick ass, hard hitting matches and stuff. They everybody knows them. I mean, they're both gonna what Bradshaw's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? No, not yet, but he will be. So will Ron Simmons. He will be. Um, I thought Ron Simmons, he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's correct or not. He is because he was the first black heavyweight champion of the NWA. Does that mean that he's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Google it. He's in the Hall of Fame. I'm Googling it right now. I feel feel like he is in the Hall of Fame. I'm Googling it. Like... And Google says he got inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2012. <laughs> Good job, Nick. One day Nick you'll listen. It's correct. Nick. One day. One day. One day. Not today. Not t- not tomorrow either. <laughs> um, another tag team that stands out to me, and this is this is. Indie, the indie fan in me coming out, the Briscoe brothers, like they, they are fucking too legit. The fact that they never got signed doesn't surprise me, but the fact that they never got signed and like became potentially some of the best tag teams ever, you know, I don't think they ever got their comeuppance. I don't think they ever, I don't think they want it at this point, man. Those dudes are fucking, oh no, they don't want it now for sure. No. They would never have been able to pass a drug test to Whoa. even get into WWE. Maybe, which I can appreciate the shit out of, man. Y'all maybe know. now they could. I think they kind of toned back on the smoking weed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke weed every day. So, I mean, you got Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe. I mean, they started wrestling when they, you know, they dropped they out born. of college <laughs> to become wrestlers. Like, they, they are legit. You know, they, they had great feuds with pretty much anybody on the indies, the Young Bucks, uh, Kings of Wrestling, uh, Austin Aries and uh, Roderick Strong, the American Wolves, Tyler Black um, and Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, you name it, the Briscoe brothers have wrestled that. <laughs> hey, I got one for you just to kind of bounce off of this before I forget it. Because um, I've never really watched the Rock and Roll Express. No, I've never really watched TNA, but maybe here and there. But Beer Money Inc. 
Uh, yeah, they were they um, were a good tag team. They were a good tag team to me. I enjoy watching the little bit of matches I watched there, and then you know, going back and watching. Stuff, yeah. Speaking of TNA slash Independent, which they they did wrestle in both uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, good one. They they they're legit. <laughs> uh, Alex Shelley just retired. Wow. Did he really? Yep. So did Matt Hardy. Who cares? Aggressive. <laughs> Aggressive. Who cares? Fuck Matt Hardy. Fuck Jeff Hardy, too. Fuck the Hardy boys. Jesus. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Motorship Machine Guns. That was a good one. I liked that one a lot. Um, yeah, that one just popped in my head random, very, very randomly. <laughs> but they were good. Like, I mean, we watched. Did we see them wrestle somewhere? No. I don't think so. Maybe not. Uh, I do remember watching a few matches of theirs, so I don't know yeah. if it was like ROH stuff or if it was TNA stuff. or Probably both. Was, but I, I do remember watching quite a few matches of theirs, and they were, they were good. Is there anybody... Actually, let's just go ahead and end this episode on the Young Bucks. Like, they're the shit. <laughs> They are, they are the future of tag team wrestling. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say something that might be a little controversial. I don't love a lot of their matches. I get it. I get what they're doing. But I think they need to add some chemistry to some of their matches for me to that. really fall in love with them. And I think that's kind of across the board. Um, but, I mean, I, I think they have the brightest future – besides the Revival, as tag team wrestlers in the future. And I'll say this to that point, man, because I totally agree with you on that. I wasn't a huge fan when I first saw them. Like, I didn't get it. And it was like, as they started getting more and more criticism and people like, just don't shitting on them, because they're, I mean, the Super Kick Party stuff, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Um. But, I don't know, they've kind of grown on me. And those dudes are, I think, underrated athletic as hell. Yeah. Like, just looking at them, you wouldn't think, like, with the kind of sticky, you know, 7,000 super kicks in a match or whatever. But those dudes can fucking do things that you just look at them and you're like, wait. Huh? Like the Meltzer driver? Please don't kill anybody with that. <laughs> or do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He'll write about it. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Dead. I I have to agree. The Young Bucks pretty much are the future of a tag team wrestling, and I don't see them ever really needing to go to WWE. They're they're doing business on their own. They're fucking making hella money. Like not hella money. I don't. I mean, you know, you're not fucking. They're making more money than anybody else is. On they're the making. Scene. They're like, making a lot of money. They're making more than they would if they signed just a regular old contract with WWE. And a lot right of now. that is merchandise. Because your merchandise, exactly. That's what. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like they're they're they have their own business model on top of being. They a have great T-shirts and hot wrestling. topics, right? And they're not yeah, signed exactly by WWE. Like that's insane. They just put on their own wrestling promotion that sold out in what fifteen minutes. 
20, 29. <laughs> it was less than 30. Okay. <laughs> Still, that's what I mean, though. Like, yeah. Fucking, like, they don't, they don't need it, and they're great, and they can be some of the, one of the biggest tag team wrestling, you know, teams, whether they're in WWE or not. And I think at this point, they are. I mean, I think they've gotten to a point where they're going to be, they're solidif- they've solidified themselves, I think, for however long as they want to go. Um, and I hope that the partnership between them and Cody Rhodes maintains itself because I think it's going to be really interesting as far as wrestling goes to see what they do, not just as a tag team or singles, but just as a partnership with wrestling. You know what I will say about the Young Bucks? They need to stay healthy because they are the Young Bucks, and that's how you know them. Like, you don't know Nick Jackson as a singles wrestler. You don't know Matt Jackson as a singles wrestler. So to have them, you know, one of them hurt their knee, you know, tear an ACL or something, like, you need them to stay healthy and be a They're a hard sell by themselves. Yeah. You need them to stay healthy forever. Because the brand is so prominent. Absolutely. Yeah. So as long as they stay healthy, I think they have, you know, they can, they can retire in 10 years, you know, and, and still, you know, maybe move to the back of the backstage and do stuff, you know, producing shows and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. So not yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Lots of blah, blah, blah. Chicanery. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about chicanery today. <laughs> Almost missed it. I'm not going to let it go without being said. Or, or, or tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode, episode six, all tomfoolery. <laughs> Most bullshit endings of matches. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The Hell in a Cell pay per view. <laughs> the, <entire laughs> the most recent one. The most recent one. We're not even going to talk about it. Fuck that. All right. We're going to end this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, chicanery, tomfoolery, blah, blah, blah. We will see you guys next week when we talk about stupid stuff again. Uh, what we do. Thank you for listening to Lariats win matches. Goodbye. Later. Bye-bye.